This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? It is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat, but we have a third person with us today, and it is Mr. Kenny Carraway, um, our our brother from J Street Vibes, another Odyssey podcast, but also, and you may probably know him from ESPN. 1320 right in um, yeah. Sacramento yeah. so we're so excited Kenny is on today because we got some things to get into we are gonna do a preview for y'all but the first thing I just have to know before we get into it Kenny Talk is to I need you to tell me why Sacramento Kings fans believe that y'all offense this year <laughs> is better <laughs> is better then the Warriors offense when we had Kevin Durant on it. Please talk all to right, me. Right, all right, all right. And they're right. not really this crazy. All right, so we potting right now, obviously. We potting. Let's just go, Bobby. So we potting right off the right off the rip. All right. All right. I'm with that. All right. So, so here's the thing. And and that, Justin, I I I I've checked out you guys where I got love for y'all. I got love for y'all, okay? I'm just, I'm gonna I'm let that be known off top, but I'm be saying I, I went on a rant today on the show. Many Warriors fans be crying, boy. Y'all be whining, man. Oh my God, I ain't never seen winners whine so much. Championship, I be crying all the time. But look, here, let me let me explain what goes on. And, okay. and 957, those are my people over there. 957, the game, but they did my man James Ham a little dirty on that one because what James said was well, the caption was different so on the tweet on the cut the mm-hmm. captain was like james ham i've been in the warriors locker room dot 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 there this king's offense is better than the warriors whenever did i was like damn james like why would you say that and yeah. then i listened to it <laughs> why <laughs> would listened, you say that yeah I, I listened to it and he didn't he didn't exactly say that right like what what and if you're like um you know, if you're paying attention to what he's saying, like I, I, what he said, number one is right. And I get it. He's not saying the offense is better. Like it's better. They would cook the the championship where he's not saying that he's talking about statistically, they had the highest offensive rating of all time points per game. I think they finished at like 121, maybe 120. That's the highest points per game in the history, not in the history in the last 40 years of the NBA. I think the last team to have one higher was the 82, 83 nuggets. So, like, that's all he's talking about. 
I talk to Dan, like I I know it. that's all he's talking about. He's not saying like this offense would is way better than K. No, nobody's saying that. Nobody's nobody's saying that at all. But statistically, they got the highest offensive rating in the history of the game, and they've averaged more points per game than any team in the last forty years. And that's that's all it is. But Warrior fans get a hold of it. Then NBA Central get a hand of hold of it. Then Kyle Kuzma get a hand of hold of it, and it it went crazy. So that's. That's all that was about. And you know what? I wasn't even going to go in on your boy because it was some twi- Twitter account, um, King's Muse, who I went in on. Because. Hey, shout out King's Muse, man. Shout out King's Muse. Oh. King's Muse tried to troll <laughs> Warriors fans and was like, oh, Warriors fans are just discovering they don't have the greatest offense of all time. I was like, wait a minute. So when I they did, go, I did go in on him a little bit, or yeah, her. No, I saw you, go, you, you, you did go in. I saw you. I saw you went oh, in. I saw okay. you went okay. in. I, I, was, I was just perplexed. So that's why I said that. That's what I said. Like, wait, do they actually believe this in Sacramento? So yeah. I, just, I wanted to understand what's in the water there, or if that's there's something. What are we talking about? Off and 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 people put the caveats on there and all this. That's fine. But the the fact is, they got the highest offense rating in the history of the game. Thank now you, you can talk about. You you could talk about um, the way the game's being played this year, scoring's high, all this other stuff. If if the Warriors with KD in there, if they would have like knew that was a thing, maybe they would have went for it and and blew it out the water. Hey, I don't know all that. All I'm saying is they have the highest offensive rating in the history of the game. Okay, so what does that mean though in the grand scheme? Do have that? What does, I'm saying like do 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 the. Does that mean like they have an edge over the Warriors because of that now? Like what what does that mean anyway? No, nah, what that means to me is this is a this is a potent offense. And I think Warriors fans are kind of sleeping on that. Warriors media are kind of sleeping on that. This is a potent offense. Like they just they get buckets. They get buckets. Like mm-hmm. and nobody's been able to stop them all year long. And I think that's gonna continue in the playoffs. I mean, they scored 120 a night. I did a study a little while ago, you know, teams with the with the highest um, points per game in the regular season tends to go down like four to five points in the postseason. That's still, what, 117, 116? This year, when they scored 115 or more, they were like 35 and nine or something like that. Like, they, they scored. They scored 130, I think, 20 times. And I forgot, they were like, 16 and two. I wish I had all the numbers in front of me. I look at this stuff all day, but like when they, when they score, they win. That's usually what it is. And I don't, I think uh, a lot of people here in Sacramento feel they're going to score again against the Warriors. Uh, It's not the Warriors. It's not that the Warriors can't keep up, but what's been shown so far this year is when the Kings are able to score, they're going to win. This is what I've, this is what I've continued to say. I hope you guys follow me on this one. You can't beat the Kings by trying to outscore them, if that makes sense. Like, you're not – like, if you think you're going to get in the shootout and beat them 135, 134, they're going to win that game every time. They're going to win it every time. I think so. Absolutely. Over the Warriors, too? Absolutely. 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 Now, that doesn't mean – but, but, hear, but hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying, though. Hear what I'm saying. See, Warrior fans getting all day. I'm, I'm Warrior fans. Hear what I'm saying. That's not the way to beat the Kings. Like, you, you can – We've seen the blueprint to beat the Kings a number of times because when you're playing 135, 134, you're playing their game, their best at their game. You may get them once, twice, whatever the case may be. I don't think you're going to get them in a series if both teams is averaging like 125. Like, that's Kings basketball. 
what the Warriors, if they're going to beat the Kings, are going to have to do is they're going to have to shut off that water. Like, it's not going to be a shootout, and they're going to win. The Warriors are going to have to shut off that water. They're going to have to D, D up, stop them in, in critical times, and get the critical stops, and make this game – if I had to say, they, they need to make the, they need to get the Kings in, like, 113 or something like that. Like, get them there, and then that's when – that means the Kings probably aren't hitting the three ball. Uh, it means they're probably not getting to the line the way they are. And with the defense that is a little suspect in Sacramento, you're still going to score. Like, if you're an opposing team, you're still going to score. You're still going to get your 120. But if you try and beat the Kings 125, 120, they're going to win every time. I'm telling you, they're going to win 120, 125. You beat them by beating them 120, 115. Okay, well, I have thoughts, but I, I want Justin to, to go first. <laughs> no, I mean, I was just going to say, I was going to say, I mean, the Warriors are right are right up there as far as, um, you know, offensive potency when you when you look at the team being all together. You know what I mean? Obviously, you got Stephen Clay who can outshoot anybody mm-hmm. in the history of the game. I feel pretty confident about that. As a team, yeah, I do think, you know, from top to bottom, the Kings have a little bit more offense, right? Just individual players, right? You got guys like Sabonis, who's more of a scorer, a passer. He's just Draymond can pass too, but he's more of a you know scorer than Draymond is and Looney is and stuff like that. They got shooting all up and down the roster. Whereas with the Warriors, a lot of their scoring punches in the backcourt in the perimeter specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I, if I can say like if you try to outscore the Kings, if they, I think the Warriors can beat them either way, to be honest. But yes. I agree. <laughs> I agree that the Warriors should focus more on trying to shut their water off because I think that's more of the Warriors like like um makeup. Like, like over the course of Dynasty, they're 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 hard hat, like they're hanging their hat on defense and being able to get stops when it matters and then letting mm-hmm. Steph and Clay carry the offense in those moments. Um, uh, but I don't know if I agree when you say like oh, if you try yeah. to outscore the Kings, they gonna I'm the, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what it is all year long. Like I said, man, I wish I had these numbers. But we beat, but the Warriors beat the Kings three, times, like three this year, times. Right? Three times. They only barely played three times. Okay, you know what? Okay, but even if you say three times, they still won two to one, right? So they've That's already true. done that this year. Yeah, they've done that. They've done, and it took the second game. It took Steph going into God mode. I think Steph had 47. But he can do that. 25. He absolutely can do that. But if you, I'm gonna That's tell you true. right now. When Steph, was that game played? Uh, November. I want to say it was the, about the 13th game of the season. So when Clay hadn't yet rounded into form, so yeah, now you got Clay as Clay mm-hmm. and Steph mm-hmm. as Steph, mm-hmm. and you feel confident that the guys on that team can raise their level to Game Six, Clay and Stephen Wardell, Stephen Curry, the best I- shooter of all time. No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, those two, those two are are former. The Splash Brothers are the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. Maybe the greatest backcourt of all time. Like they, they, it's not a. Uh, see, this is what happens, okay, with Warrior fans and Kings man. Like I ain't sitting up here telling you there ain't no chance the Warriors are gonna do it. Absolutely, it's the Golden State Warriors. Absolutely, we've seen them win in every situation. They absolutely can get it done in a shootout. They absolutely can get it done with with Steph and Clay, and there, no doubt about it. They're, I'm not saying it's it's Jordan Poole. There's no doubt about it. All right, <laughs> I'm just telling you. I've seen it a number of different times this year. I think the Warriors might have got them in one of those games uh, where they scored more than uh, 115. But 
the first one. Yeah. Game one, one thirty to one twenty-five. Yeah, that's not the formula to beat beat the Kings. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'm giving you guys the blueprint. Like I'm giving you what it is. Like I, I'm not saying. Uh, I agree. I'm telling Please you, like right. if you want to beat them. It's it you want to you want to defend. We've seen that a couple of different times. Saw with Boston, we saw it with Toronto. That are two games that stuck out right there that gave the Kings fits because the defense and the length on the perimeter was a problem for Sabonis. It was a problem for Park. Minnesota did the same thing uh, a couple of weeks before the end of the season. Like that's the blueprint. But if you try to score with them, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about the Warriors right trying to score anyone. I just don't think that's the blueprint ever. I think it should always be defense, like Justin said. But speaking of defense, can mm. the Kings defend? Because they are one of the worst defenses in the league. So I'm not saying that the Warriors have been a great defense. Hold on, Mike. Give me, give me, two, sec- give me two seconds. Give me two- Let me go give the baby girl real quick. Okay, no problem. No problem. Oh. Justin, you know, because we know that the Warriors have the ability right, to raise their defense to be like a top five defense. We know that. But I'm curious. I don't think that the Kings can. I don't either. Um, I think in particular, just based on roster construction, they don't have enough enough athleticism in their front court. They got a lot of size, but Sabonis is not like a rim protector. He's not a guy that can switch. Um, Keegan Murray's a rookie, right? Like, um, so there's going to be some things that he gets thrown into defensively, some situation that he gets thrown into defensively that I don't think he's equipped to to play in just yet in his career. Um, Harrison Barnes is a little is a step slower than when he was when he was you know in his prime. So and then there are other guys like Trey Lyles and Alex Lynn and stuff like that. I don't know how much Alex Lynn's going to play, but Trey Lyles, um, I just don't trust those guys on the perimeter, switching on the step, switching on the JP stuff like that. Yeah, that's crazy it's crazy all this blasphemy about the king. She said, "Hold on, hold on, Dad. Let me let me talk to him real quick. They ain't, they ain't trying to hear. They ain't trying to hear." Oh, Judy, yeah. you in the conversation. We're gonna yeah. turn you into a Warriors fan so you can root for the right. I, I already lost my son. My son is already a Warriors. <laughs> oh man, me. boy. Yeah, she with me. She with me. But <laughs> but I appreciate you guys. You know, the ladies mm-hmm. love the Warriors players too. So I mean, I think that's who she should be with. <laughs> she running with the Kings, man. She liking the beam out here, man. That's what she's doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I appreciate you guys being uh flexible. But oh, um of course. Of but course. you're gonna ask me about the defense. You're asking me about the well, Kings. Yeah, I mean, Justin and I were just saying that you know, the Warriors, while we acknowledge they haven't had, like, a great defense all season, we've seen them turn it on and become, like, that top five defense we know they have the ability to do. But, like, the Kings, in my opinion, from what I've observed, and you know this team better than me, but it seems like their plan is always to out-offense everybody. So, what, like, what is going to be their game plan going in? Because I think, like, it's the playoffs. you got to play defense. You have to do it. So so here's so here's the thing with that. It's a couple things. So number one, the Kings, they're not a good defensive team um, in its totality. They are an opportunistic team. They do play defense in spurts. And usually, and this is almost like a Warriors formula, at least from way back. And I think the Warriors still do it today. Is they don't really play defense, but they'll play defense for about five minutes, and you combine that with an offensive explosion, and all of a sudden the game's over. Like that's that's what happens a lot in Golden State. I think that's what happens a lot here uh, with the Kings. One weird dynamic with them 
is they're not very good defensively at home for whatever reason. I think they're in the mid-20s, mid to low 20s with a defensive rating at home. On the road, they're like ninth in the league in defense. And I don't know what that's all about. I I have no answer for it. I don't know why they're better defensively on the road than they are at home. Um, Isn't their record also better on the road than it is? They got the best record in the Western Conference on the road. They got like 23. I think they're like 23 and – yeah, what is that right about? Like 23 and uh, 18, or excuse me, 25 and 16 um, on the road. So not really sure what that's all about, um, but they're an opportunistic defense. I'd never look at them or classify them as some type of defensive juggernaut, but they are capable of turning up on the defensive end. And when that when they're able to do that, a lot of times that coincides with a little bit of an offensive explosion. And that's where they gain their separation a lot in these games. So um, I'm interested to see what they do on the defensive end. Mike Brown's a defensive coach. Um, he's going to be locked in for a series now. It's a little different than the regular season. Regular season, So he can scheme a little bit different um, in these playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not a good defensive team. They haven't shown themselves to be a good defensive team all year. So I wouldn't expect that to miraculously change in the postseason. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Before we get into some of these individual matchups, because I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. You mentioned Coach Brown. We love him. Miss him Mm -hmm. over here. But um, is he your your pick for for Coach of the Year? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's been a lot of people trying to, like, make different arguments for other other coaches. And then then Mark Dagnall and OKC, he's done a phenomenal job. You want to talk about Michael Malone? He's done a phenomenal job. Um, bigger staff in Cleveland done a phenomenal job. Tim Thibodeau, there's a lot of, you know, really good candidates, um, but it's got to be Mike Brown. I mean, what he's done with this Sacramento Kings team, getting them to the third spot, um, breaking that 16-year drought. I know it's a one-season uh, uh, award, but, I mean, you can't tell – you can't talk about the season without talking about the story. Like, that, that has a lot to do with it. And it's not even a situation where – um, he took over that team. They made some kind of trade or deal, and everybody was like, yo, this is a team. Watch out for them. They're going to come. I mean, people were still laughing at the Kings at the, in the preseason, um, saying a play-in team at best. And not only were they, you know, uh, more than a play-in team, I mean, he had them up at the at the two seed at, at one point in March. So uh, Mike Brown, absolutely. We, we love him here as well. Yeah, that's our guy. Um, yeah, he's coach of the year. Yeah, for okay. Sure. And, and speaking of awards, um, everyone's saying that um, De'Aaron Fox is a shoo-in for Clutch Player of the Year. But put some respect on his name, Nat. Put some respect on his name. No, I love him. I'm a Fox guy. <laughs> but I'm just like saying, like, okay, that's cute and all. But what about like some of the more prestigious war- awards? Do you think he's going to make an All NBA team this year? I think he should. Um, there's a couple. Uh, we broke this down. It all comes together because we talk on the show all the time, but. Um, I think we talked about like all NBA and the guards. We talked about, um, uh, I think Steph, we said Steph should be on there, even with the missed games. Uh, I think we talked about Dame Lillard having to be on there. Shea SGA should be on there. 
so that's three. They're probably going to put Luke on there, so that's four. And now you got the last two two spots. Absolutely. All these guys who are not even in the playoffs, I got to tell you, you know, I, right look, with me. Look, Luca don't need to be in there. Dame, that, Luca, and Dame don't need to be in there. I put Dame, I put Dame higher than there. third team if you're going to put them in there. No, no, no. I'd put Dame over there. I wouldn't put Luca in there because. Um, well, maybe because I like Dame a little better, but I, I'd I'd put Dame in there, but um, yeah, Darren Fox absolutely should be part of the top six when you talk about guards and make the All NBA team. Sabonis is an absolute shoe in. He's a he's a lock to be on the All NBA as a center. They do this weird thing where I think with the voting they they say forward for Sabonis as well. So I think they're trying to open up the door for if they try to put Anthony Davis in there, that they'll. Uh, you know, Anthony Davis can, can get on there. You ain't got to worry about it. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're trying to open up the door for that. But, I mean, yeah, the Kings should have two All-NBA players for sure. Justin, what are your thoughts on awards? We haven't talked about it at all this year. I mean, a little bit. Just, like, saying, like, Steph should be on there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that Lucas shouldn't. But uh, we haven't really dug into that. Do you have any thoughts on All-NBA? Yeah, I definitely think you should – kind of take some points off of guys who don't make the playoffs for sure. I mean, that's the whole point of playing the games is to to win and see, you know, where the, where your team ends up at the end. So um, if not deducting points for guys who don't make it, you should give extra points to the guys who do make it and especially guys mm-hmm. who are top three seeds. You know what I mean? So I definitely think uh, Fox and Sabonis should be locks for all NBA teams. Now where they end up, uh, I'm not really sure. I got to really look into like all the candidates and stuff like that. But yeah, we know Steph should be there. If if not first team, definitely second team. I think he should be first team though. Um, I saw a ballot from Shane Young today that had for his first team Donovan Mitchell oh, and, and Donovan definitely need to be on there and Shay um, for his first team first. and then Steph second team. And I don't know that I'm comfortable giving Shay. I know that he's had a com- like a great season, but I'm not giving him first team either. Shay, the Shay I, I think that that's fair, man. Shay's been ridiculous. Shay has been ridiculous. Bro, they're like a tenth seed, man. Like I'm sorry, he's he been there all year. I, I think he's, he's, he's. I think he's giving shade of nod because of games played. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He played 68. Steph played 56. But it's like that's not big enough gap for me. And, <laughs> In my opinion, like six C versus Tim C Steph's obviously one of the better best players in the league, like top, you know, whatever. We think he's top one over here, but uh Shay ain't Shay ain't at that level. Absolutely he is. But we're not having that conversation today. Um having that conversation today. I love Steph. 30 is 30 is probably the only person. Well, I like Jordan Poole too, because he went to Michigan. But 30 might be the only person I like on the Warriors. But you just yeah. like Warriors players. That's crazy. I mean, I like Looney. When the Kings wasn't doing nothing, you wasn't even giving them a little love. Hell no. <laughs> See, the East Coasters. That's not. That's not what. That's not what's going on out here. This. That's why this is so crazy. Like it's. I, mean, it's I know there's more cows. Southern California beef, but like between NorCal, y'all got beef too? We cool everywhere else, right? Like football, Niners, you know, Niners and Raiders on the yeah. Raiders. Baseball, Giants, A's, but basketball? No. 
We love the Kings and that's all we love out here. And then there's this whole other little dynamic of, you know, all these Bay Area people coming out here and, you know, and and, and, and trying to infiltrate Sacramento and moving out here because it's too expensive to live in the Bay Area. No, have your top ramen and stay living in the Bay Area and we'll stay out here in our in our nicely priced home. Don't be trying to come out here because it's a little cheaper. So it's a whole it's a whole little dynamic going on. And this series, this series is open it all up. <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's look. look, let's talk about that because one of the things Justin and I keep saying is that this is going to be a quasi home series for the Warriors, you know? Um, how, what percentage of that arena do you think is going to be filled with Warriors fans? 10 max. 10 max. This is very low to me. So, so, so this is what, this is what I would say about that. Um, Cause there are Warrior fans out here. There's, there's people that, like I just said, move from the Bay area coming into Sacramento and the Kings haven't been good in 15, 16 years. So there's a whole generation that they've lost as far as like kids and people who were like 10 years old last time the Kings were good. Now they're 25 and they're grown. They might've went with the Warriors. So there's an element of that. I'm not, I don't dispute that at all, but this means too much to this city, this particular first two games coming up. And you see it in the ticket prices. Some of that is because it's the Warriors, but some of it is because it is the first playoff game in 16 years. And here's what I said, not that the Warrior fans don't travel or wouldn't travel, but when you talk about like, I was talking to my my uh, boss today at the radio station and he's selling tickets and he's like lower level, halfway up through the world, lower level or whatever. He's talking about, it's about big $2,800 for two tickets. So, if you're a Warriors fan, like, yeah, you love the Warriors, but part of the reason why you would come to uh, Golden One Center a lot of the times is because it was generally cheaper to go to Golden One than it was to Chase. Well, for this series, it's double the prices that it is to go to a playoff game and Chase. So at this point, if you're trying to go to a playoff game, just go to Chase. Like, that's what's going to Like, there, I know the Bay Area got a ton of money. They got money, you know, more money than anybody that you could think of. But $2,800 for uh for one game for two seats come on man like when you can go when you can have the same um seats in chase center for half that just get the ones at chase center because it doesn't mean that much the warriors it's a first round series against a team that they think is sorry they think they're gonna handle easily they think they're gonna mop the floor i know nat thinks that it's easy work all right so so what i, I don't know, think that three racks for 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 a sorry first round series i ain't gonna do that um let's put a friendly but how many <laughs> how many um, how many warriors I'm fans high. i'm gonna say how many warriors fans do you think are just already there not traveling though yeah. No, they're 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 I think here. That's your ten percent. No, I they're think here. You're for, way for underestimating. Thing that might be the ten percent. Like that might be the ten percent, and then you'll have some that travel. But but the whole point is like, Kings fans for the for the most part, there are some that are like, look, this is a lick. Like I can get three racks off of these playoff tickets. I'll just go to game two, or I'll go to game, or I'll go to game one and sell my game two. Like that might happen, but. The whole basis of it is it means more to Kings fans than it does the Warrior fans, right? Like if all things considered, if you went to a Warriors fan and was like, even the ones that live in Sacramento, and you were like, hey, for $1,500, you can go to game three and four, three or four. Or for $3,000, you can go to game one or two. They're like, 
all right, it's not that big of a deal. I'll just go to Chase Center. And I think that's what's going to happen a lot in this series, particularly. You make valid points. I try. That I definitely didn't consider, but I still want to put a wager on it. Like I don't know some gummies or something. I don't. I don't. I don't gamble for money. Justin knows this. He always gets on me, but I don't know. We have to figure out like some good, like something because I think I think it's at a minimum thirty percent. Thirty percent. Yes. Thirty percent. I said forty percent, but nah. you have talked me into believing maybe it's going to be a little less, but I think 10% is hella low. And it's not, it's not, um, once again, hella. It's not, you, did you peep that? I, I, see, I hear you saying hella. See, though? No, because see, I normally would say mad and Marcus Thompson be getting on me, hating on me. Like, if you go cover this team, you got to say hella. So, yeah, you got to get, you got to get that hella in. I was, I, you know what? I got, I got love in the East Coast, man. So I probably would have said mad myself. I'm not your typical West Coast guy. But okay. I probably would have said mad myself. But yeah, 10 is about right. It just means more to the uh, the Kings fans than it does the Warriors fans. That's 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 my argument for that. He sold you, Justin. This girl got me sweating like Patrick Ewing up in here, man. Goodness gracious. I mean, a little, a little bit, a little bit. We just got to see. Because he did make a good point, but... You just never know until you actually see it. So um, they're going to be in there. Yeah. They're going to be in there, Justin. I, I'm not going to act like either they're way. Not, they're going to be in there. Yeah. I think either way, like, I think from a travel standpoint for the players, that's what makes it more of like a quasi home thing because they don't got to fly or they don't got, you know what I mean? If the arena is packed with Kings fans 90%, I, don't, I think the Warriors would still be comfortable because they've been in a bunch of series where. They have no fans in the, in the stands. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think they'll, they'll, say, they'll be they'll be fine. I'll, I'll say this to you guys, and this is, see this. Boy, I tell you, man, it's crazy, man. These warrior fans, these warrior beat, it's crazy. <laughs> I tell you, man. Look, but they always talk about they talk about man travel for the Warriors. It's gonna be great. They just gotta take the bus, you know, and they're gonna be good. They're just coming up the road. It's all good. They saying it like the Kings are taking a flight from Sacramento to Egypt and then they'll go to San Francisco. That, that somehow the Kings don't have the same travel schedule. Somehow it ain't, it ain't good for the Kings. No, <laughs> I agree that it is. I've actually said that. I said, you know, we've been talking about, I tweeted something like this. I said, we've been talking about like that this was beneficial for the Warriors, but we didn't contemplate that. Like maybe also the Kings want that because a lot of people thought the Kings would just not want to see the Warriors. They thought the Clippers would be their preferred team. And so I was like, when they sat out their guys for that final game, I'm like, y'all, maybe the Clippers is like, yo, we don't want to travel either like that, you know, and maybe that's more beneficial for them. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not close enough to the team to know, but yeah. do, do you think that they had a preference on who they played? Um, I think anybody has a preference. Like if you ask them, like, all right, you've given me the choice. Like I'll tell you out of that group who I'd rather play. So I'm sure they had a preference, but I don't think they're really tripping off of it. I mean, th this team, um, they're pretty focused. They're pretty like uh, realistic with how the playoffs work. Like, you don't have to play good teams anyway. So it doesn't matter who you're playing in the first round, second round, like they're all good. It's the playoffs. So Every and the other thing with the Kings is I think everybody that they went up against or potentially could have went up against, they all posed their own pros and cons, right? Like if you played, um, if you played the Clippers, you know, and I'm speaking more so with Paul George around or whatever, but if you played the Clippers, 
you know, you got to deal with those guys. You got to deal with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. There's a deep roster or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, there's an advantage of, you know, you've played them. You've beat them three times already. You've taken their best punch. You know what they, you know, it, it, there's there's pros and cons everywhere. There's pros and cons with the Warriors. The Warriors, you got to deal with Steph Curry. You got to deal with Klay Thompson. You got to deal with Jordan Poole. But at the same time, one of the things that gives the Kings problems traditionally this year has been size and length. So going up against a Minnesota or the Lakers or the Pelicans, that's something that you might not have wanted to do. You go up against the Warriors, even though you have to go up against Steph and Clay, they're not really, you know, the biggest team inside. They don't have rim protection. And that plays a little bit more into the way the Kings like to do. They're not going to slow the ball down as much. They're going to get up and down and play your style of basketball. So that's the pro to it. So I, I think when you looked at the whole thing and you looked at everything that was going down, Maybe you wanted to play the Clippers because Paul George is probably not going to come back this year. But other than that, everybody presented their own pros and cons. I don't, I don't think it was really true. Cool.